You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. want to wish everyone a happy Labor Day. I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful Labor Day. I know I did. I enjoyed myself. And guys, right out the gate, we have a very special announcement we want to share with you. We didn't get a chance to do it back in August when it actually happened. We're going to be sharing with you part two of our discussion. But all I would like to say, Mike, first and foremost, thank you for having a a panel of this magnitude and bringing on educators and professionals that have a love for for our kids. Okay. Our kids are so important to the success of our future. The greatest song has yet to be sung. Who will sing it? The greatest message has yet to be delivered. Who will deliver it? The greatest book has yet to be written. Who will write it? The greatest portrait has yet to be painted. Who will paint it? The greatest feat has yet to be accomplished. Who will achieve it? We will be doing a disservice to mankind if we never allow our vision to be made manifest in our lives. If the greatest song is never sung, if the greatest book is never written, if the greatest portrait is never painted, if the greatest melody is never played, we would have forever destined mankind to mediocrity and our story would be left incomplete, a piece omitted, a chapter left unwritten and untold, and left amongst the what-ifs of our human history. But let us embrace our one moment in time and use this time as it was intended. The vision that you go and find your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by. This you will become. of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons, and you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. want to wish everyone a happy Labor Day. I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful Labor Day. I know I did. I enjoyed myself. 
barbecuing on yesterday, uh, just enjoying the beautiful, beautiful weather. Uh, we had put some meat on the grill, some steaks, some polar sausage, some chicken, uh, what else? Some salmon, uh, ribs, uh, hot dogs, uh, hamburgers. I mean, we did it up on yesterday and uh, just really enjoyed uh, the beautiful weather. This is the last holiday of the summer season. Uh, but again, I hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful Labor Day. And we want to welcome you to the Labor Day edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And uh, we're excited that you've taken some time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In this edition of the this week And guys right out the gate We have a very special announcement We want to share with you We didn't get a chance to do it back in August When it actually happened Or even acknowledge it Because of work obligations and whatnot. So uh, we decided to do it on today <clears throat> But um, drum roll please That's right. Drum roll, please. Uh, we are excited to announce that we have been doing this Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast officially for four years. Four years. This is our four year anniversary. Four years that we have been doing the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And guys, we cannot be more excited and thrilled about this platform that God has blessed us to have and to share with so many of you. Thank you so much for your support of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We've added that part to it uh, but uh, we are appreciative of it over 200 episodes guys we have had the opportunity to interview and talk to some of the best of the best uh, when it comes to politics and religion and popular culture we've talked to doctors lawyers politicians comedians entertainers entrepreneurs and the like right here on the thinking out loud radio show and if you're just joining us if this is your first episode we encourage you to go back and listen to some of our archived classics. I mean, guys, we've talked to Martin Luther King III and Jamel Hill, and we've talked to uh, former uh, All-Pro wide receiver Derek Mason. We've talked to... <clears throat> uh, City Council President Brenda Jones We've talked to Journalist Carolyn Clifford uh, We've talked to uh, uh, Reverend Marcia L. Dyson And so, so many others We've talked to Pastor and Dr. Uh, intellectual Luminary uh, Dr. Frederick Douglas Haynes III uh, We've talked to uh, Who else we've talked to, guys? We've talked to a Motivational speaker My good friend Sean Hart We've talked to CEO of Forgotten Harvest Kirk Mays There have been so many That we've talked to over the these two years and we encourage you to go to our website michaelnemons.com and check out our over 200 
episodes of the Thinking Out Loud radio show that you can uh, listen to at your leisure and find out you know all of the wealth of knowledge and wisdom that has been shared over the four years that we have uh, had this platform. Uh, another name that came to mind, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Rochelle Riley. Oh man, we've talked to comedian Griff from Good Up Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. The list goes on and on on. And you're probably saying those who are just tuning in for the first time, wondering well, where where have I been? Where where was I at? Uh, <laughs> where where have I been at? I don't know. Have you been under a rock? If you've been under a rock, then that explains it. But guys, we have been grinding and we have been sharing, and this is a a, a platform that is continuing to grow, and we are humbled by it, and very very privileged and thrilled and honored that God has given us with this platform to share with so many of you again thank you so much for your support of the thinking out loud radio show i hope you'll continue to support us uh, like our thinking out loud radio and tv show fan page go there now and like our page if you're listening and also write a review uh, and and uh, subscribe to the podcast if you have not already done so write us a review on apple itunes or Spotify or anywhere you listen to the podcast so that we can grow our audience. We can reach more people with positivity, with empowerment and with inspiration. Isn't it interesting? You know, on that note, don't want to spend a lot of time there, though. But it seems like negativity always spreads much faster than anything positive. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Anything negative gossip seems to pass seems to spread faster than than good news and 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 that is a problem that is a problem so i'm deputizing each and every one of you that are listening under under the sound of my voice that uh i'm deputizing you to be spreaders of good news so share 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 this good news of this podcast with your friends, your family, your relatives, your co-workers, your neighbors, and the like, uh, with the with the good news that that emanates directly from this uh, this uh, positive podcast we call the Thinking Out Loud Radio and TV Show. Uh, so hope I hope you will uh, I hope you will uh, join us and uh, and be a part of uh, this good news campaign. Campaign. Again, follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN. Uh, also, like our Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show fan page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. That's right, Thinking Out Loud HQ. Like uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Thinking Out Loud TV, youtube.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud TV. That's right, guys. We have a lot going on. And if you forget all of that, you can go right to our website, michaelnemis.com, where you can see it all in one space and in one place. So check it out. And I know you're going to be blessed. We're going to be sharing with you part two of our discussion of our return to in-person learning. Today marks the first day of school, uh, September the 7th, the day after Labor Day. 
is the day that our young people across the country return to in-person learning and we'll be sharing with you part two of our insightful and impactful discussion that we had with some prominent educators and administrators right here in the Detroit metropolitan area uh, just a few weeks ago uh, for our back to school virtual community forum uh, discussing our young people's return to in-person learning. This was such a powerful uh, platform, such a powerful opportunity that we plan to have another one of these in uh, October or November to kind of find out where we are in this process. And so uh, if you enjoyed uh, this session, I know you're going to enjoy the one we have coming up very soon. And in the spirit of our young people's return to school on today, on today, the thought of the week is a a throwback thought from a commencement ceremony that we spoke at at our own graduation from Michigan State University. Go Spartans. That's right, guys. Uh, Go Spartans. Uh, We won over the weekend against Northwestern. We are back, by the way, just to let you know. Uh, (laughs) Of course, I had to throw that in there. I'm, I'm taping this with my Spartan cap on. Uh, we are back. We are back and very excited about it. Shouts out to Mel Tucker, the head coach of the Michigan State Spartan football team. Go Spartan Dogs. But yeah, we are going to be sharing with you a commencement speech that we uh, we delivered uh, during our uh, own graduation at Michigan State University, University entitled Write the Vision and Make It Plain. I can't wait to share this powerful message with you at the end of this week's show. Also, also, guys, we're going to be on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page, our Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show Facebook fan page this evening at 8.30, at 8.30. That's right, guys. We're going to be live on our Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show Facebook fan page uh, instead of our Instagram for our after show. You know, we typically are on our, uh, are on our Instagram at TOL Radio host MSN for the after show, but we're going to switch things up this week, and we're going to be on our Thinking Out Loud uh, radio and TV show Facebook fan page. So if you already like the page and you can join us, we're going to be talking about this show, our four-year anniversary, just going to be sharing a little bit with you guys uh, at 8.30 this evening on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Facebook fan page again it's facebook.com forward slash thinking out loud HQ thinking out loud HQ I look forward to chatting with each and every one of you in just a little bit well guys we're getting ready to take our first break of the of the week but when we come back we get we're jumping right into part two of our back to school virtual community forum you don't want to go anywhere you're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. 
Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Time Joyner Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders to voice over your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com and upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought provoking working experience. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Emmy Award-winning journalist, Jimmy O'Heal. Have to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying, oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and are. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It's my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. for your business then check out DM Designs 
flyers, t-shirts, business cards, or a website for your business, then check out DM Designs. The people at DM Designs will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional and courteous, and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at DM Designs. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination to life. You're tuned in to the Three Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Watching us live to those that might be listening to the podcast on Tuesday uh, or even watching uh, clips of this on our Thinking Out Loud uh, TV YouTube channel. If you are enjoying the discussion uh, that we're having and you'd like to hear more discussions like this, we encourage you to check out our weekly Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. A new episode airs every Tuesday and we talk politics, religion, popular culture, race, and more with industry leaders, influencers, and creatives that share their stories with our listeners. You can download and subscribe to the podcast for uh, for free absolutely anywhere you listen to your podcast, including our personal ministry website, Michael Nimmons, N-I-M-M-O-N-S dot com. MichaelNimmons.com. You can download our over 200 episodes of our Thinking Out Loud uh, radio show podcast where we talk to people like Martin Luther King III, uh, journalist Jamel Hill, uh, uh, intellectual luminary pastor and Dr. Frederick Douglass Haynes III, Mar- Reverend Marcia L. Dyson, uh, Carolyn Clifford, Rochelle Riley, and the list goes on and on. And so again, we're very, very Happy to be extending this platform to you who are watching us live and even to those that might be listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube. Uh, so we just wanted to give you that friendly reminder about the Thinking Out Loud radio show to subscribe to the podcast. And when you do, write us a review so that way we can rise in our uh, rankings on the Apple uh, podcast charts and wherever you listen to our podcast. But I know you guys are enjoying our discussion on this evening, and I know your questions are being answered. I'm going to take a few minutes and introduce a very, very special uh, gentleman, another distinguished gentleman uh, who is um, a great part of this discussion, I think, and um, he is the CEO of Elite uh, Schools Management, and the founding, a founding member of the Detroit Service Learning Academy. Uh, he has, he wears a number of different hats as well. Him and I have been friends for a very long time. So very happy to have him on, uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show podcast, the Back to School Virtual Community Forum. Want to welcome CEO Maurice Evans. Welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Mr. Nimmons, Michael, I, I truly appreciate uh, you giving me an opportunity, give me a platform to um, just have, you know, a little bit of dialogue. I see that I am in good company. <clears throat> you have my good friend, Miss Miss Kenya, you know, and, and yes. brother brother Aaron, yes. and and I even believe I know um, brother Perry there too. 
You know, I think we've met on, on several occasions. So I am amongst it, uh, along with Mr. Alexander and yourself, I'm amongst what they call high cotton people in education. <laughs> you know, people that, that, that can get some things done, can, can, can discuss, uh, you know, different topics of education and, and also uh, of this coronavirus, um, that, that we're all dealing with in a very high, um, educational way where everyone can understand it. So once again, I apologize for, for my tardiness. Um, had a late, um, uh, I'm going, going back to something that, uh, Dr. Damian Perry said earlier, you know, teachers, educators, administrators, uh, might not have all the answers, but all we're asking for is an ounce of grace, uh, to get us, uh, through this pandemic because, uh, this has not been an easy uh, uh, time for any, uh, any person or any one entity. And so, uh, I think again, they have done an admirable job considering, uh, what they've been up against. And I consider, uh, our first line, uh, teachers, educators, administrators, uh, uh, my personal heroes. And I'm sure those that are listening live, watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast can attest to that in the same way. So moving on to our second round of questioning, I want to uh, jump into uh, something that's actually happening in the state of Florida. Uh, Governor DeSantis, uh, Ron DeSantis, is uh, him and his uh, his the school districts in the state of Florida are at odds that uh, now he's accusing schools of being in violation of his executive order uh, by mandating masks in the schools. And uh, he has signed an executive order that does not require masks in schools and a parent bill of rights that gives parents the ability to determine or decide whether their children should be masked or not. Here we're talking about the, polit- the politicization, the politicization rather, of this COVID-19 vaccine. And I want to know from those that are on the panel, do you think uh, Governor Whitmore needs to issue a mass mandate for all schools in Michigan. What are your thoughts? Well, um, the governor has uh, given um, author- that type of authority to local uh, to the local uh, authorities, like the county and the city. And the reason being is because um, before when she put down certain mandates. Um, she was, it was found that she was uh, by the state Supreme court that she was not within her rights. So now she's uh, advising. I would say that right now she's pretty much like the CDC recommending and advising uh, what should happen based off of science and safety and health and health and safety. So um, uh, weekly, um, we are, you know, I'm, I'm talking for everybody. I imagine that they, if they're not doing it, they got somebody that's doing it for them. Um, mm-hmm. listening to and paying attention to the weekly reports that come from the county and from the city. And that's, that's where we get our mandates from. Uh, and recently the Wayne County has been mandated for all schools in the uh, county of Wayne, uh, to mask up. Mask are mandated. In Wayne County. All right. Okay. Anybody else want to uh, chime in on that one? That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> and 
And to add to that, what to add to the debacle that's happening in the state of Florida, uh, you know, talking about the, politiz- the politicization of uh, this COVID-19 virus, Ron, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis is threatening to pull the funding from schools that are or that he deems to be in violation of his executive order. And uh, when I saw that, I said, wow, you know, this just again, the young people are, in the, are smack dab in the middle of this political debate. And 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 it's really about the health, the well-being and the safety of our young people. And that does not does not seem to be the focus of the government. And that is dangerous when the government does not seem to be behind the schools in this particular case. Anybody want to chime in on that? I like to kind of chime in just just for a moment. Um, One of the things that I think that we have to all kind of pay close attention to is that, you know, when you start looking at the right from the wrong, you know, and Mm -hmm. when you start looking at protecting, you know, your 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 student body, your staff, um, anytime it becomes, you know, I'm right and you're wrong. it, it comes out to be a more of a political stance. Right. You know, um, we did not lose the election. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> there's no such thing as COVID. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. Um, right. We, 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 we have no strong desire to, to have our kids to wear masks. Okay. And they're steadily telling you that the hospitals down in Florida is overflowing with patients. You know, somewhere down the line, okay, we're going to have to truly stand up for our kids because the kids that are from five years old to to 12 years old cannot be vaccinated. So how will you protect them from being um, um, or from coming down with, with COVID? You know, I have to be honest with you. I, I think from a political standpoint, he would rather be right than to try to save a child's life and make sure the educational um, facilities are safe enough for kids to go in and be, and be able to learn, mm. you know, education is so important that, you know, he wants to be right versus, you know, coming back and saying, Hey, I made a mistake. Right. So, you know, I, to answer your question, Mike, in regards to them pulling their funding because they did not um, um, follow an executive order, I truly believe that that would go to the courts and the Supreme Court or whatever court, you know, in the lower standing, I believe they're, they're going to step up and tell the governor, you're wrong. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, it, it, it took um, our Michigan Supreme Court to come back and say to the two attorneys that were were, were pushing the, the the false rumors in regards to the election and holding them accountable. That's what's going to have to happen. You know, right. the courts are going to have to step up and hold these people accountable to, you know, to, to, to all the other people's lives. Because at the end of the day, how can a child learn, you know, what he needs to learn if he's concerned about catching COVID? Or if he knows of one of his classmates. I'm so glad that, you know, we have, 
you know, leadership with inside of Wayne County, uh, Oakland County also, um, that have made a decision that um, it will help us, you know, keep children safe. First and foremost, they want them back in school. Second of all, just based on the online um, um, provisions that have been made for virtual um, um, studies, um, a lot of parents need to understand what is at stake when you're talking about your child's education. Okay. Because a lot of, a lot of parents, I don't believe understand what it takes to truly educate their child. And it is a job. And I take my hats off to all the educators and, and administrators and leadership people that, that get out there every day to make sure that it happens. Yeah, I totally agree with you and about us having, and in in particularly in the state of Michigan, you know, sound leadership uh, from the top down when it comes to, you know, making sure there are policies in place uh, to protect not just our young people, but all the citizens of the state of Michigan, uh, the citizens of Oakland, Wayne County, all the respective counties in the state uh, to adhere to. Uh, it just, you know, you, 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 when you look outside of the state and see what's going on, you, you start to take, you, you start to see, you know, what good leadership means and we shouldn't take that good leadership for granted. And so I concur with everything that you said, Maurice, uh, uh, about, uh, you know, the leadership in the state and, uh, you know, what's going on in Florida. And, uh, it just seems, it just, again, the, the part that bothers me the most is how political this virus has become, how politicized it's become by those who, you know, want to, you know, make it a political, a, a political debate rather than a, a, uh, a conversation or discussion about the, the health, the well-being and safety of uh, our citizens. And so I think that's what's important. Um, I, I want to chime in real quick. I just want to say that no this is not new, though. This um, we heard this from even the federal government with the previous administration right. that they they threatened um, funding to the states and funding taking away title dollars um, if we did, weren't in person in school or if we did mask or th- different things. So this is it's not new. Yeah, the the previous administration said the same thing. Right. And and again, it's the children that will be the ones that that are hurt the most or impacted the most because of some political decisions that have been made. And what Maurice said is that DeSantis wants to be he would much rather be right than for our young people to be safe. And that is a dangerous position to uh, to to put our youth in for 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 just him to be right. Or, you know, and, and, and for our young people not to be safe. Uh, but again, I'm thankful that we're, at least right now, are not in that, uh, particular, uh, scenario or situation, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, good leadership, uh, within the state of Michigan. I want to move on to another question that I have about, uh, you know, our, our young people's return to in-person learning. Many of them, the most of them have been out of a school building for over a year. Uh, this COVID-19 virus is unprecedented in the impact 
that is had not just in schools, but in institutions all across, not just this country, but across the entire world. And something that Kenya said earlier about, uh, young, uh, you know, their planning was just for a couple of uh, weeks or maybe through spring break and, and maybe we'll, you know, be able to come back together, uh, not not foreseeing that it will be, uh, you know, several months and even an, an, an entire year uh, that would go by before we're now uh, preparing for our youth to come back to in-person learning. So I have a question I want to put out there. Do you think, you know, the return to in-person learning is still too soon considering the Delta variant and the rise of the COVID-19 cases and, and deaths in the state of Michigan? Or is this just something that we're going to have to just deal with? And before you answer that question, uh, just to kind of add a bit of context to it, um, the you know, CDC uh, has said, uh, according to Detroit News, Michigan adds 5,020 COVID-19 cases and 26 deaths over three days. Uh, Michigan included, uh, Michigan added rather, 5,020 COVID-19 cases and and 26 deaths from the virus on Monday, including totals from Saturday and Sunday, amid concerns about this more, most contagious Delta variant, um, the tallies from the State Department of Health and Human Services pushed overall totals to uh, nine over 946,698 cases and 20,256 deaths since the virus was first detected in the state in Mar- uh, March 2020. Uh, Michigan's COVID-19 infection numbers have been trending upward for a month, and the week record of uh, the weekly record of 50,892 cases was set back in November uh, November 15th through the 21st, and the second highest weekly total was 47,316 back in November as well. So we're starting to see our numbers starting to trend upward again. And so my question again is, is, is just wondering if this return to in-person learning is too soon. Uh, and, and, um, what are your thoughts about that, uh, when it comes to this Delta variant that could very well lead to the state shutting down yet another time? Um, you know, until the Delta variant came, uh, I would my answer would be a quick, no, it's not too soon. Um, the, the good thing about this is that we are no longer all first-year teachers at this. Um, and so we have a year, a uh, year and a half under our belt. The, f- the first half, we uh, were scavenging, trying to figure it out and putting our minds together and getting close at um, how to do that. The second year, uh, I think we planned a whole lot better. We were able to put technology in everyone's hands. We were able to talk about how to utilize technology, uh, 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 distance learning, virtual learning, asymptomatic. Uh, so, um, so a lot of things have taken place. So, um, the planning and strategizing becomes even more important and be, and, and look and planning. We have plan A, uh, face to face, uh, plan B, if we have to go, um, hybrid, uh, 
uh, and plan C if we had to go totally virtual or distance learning. Uh, I think um, we're prepared now to make those kind of pivots uh, to utilize one of Hildreth's words, and I used, he just used that earlier today. But we're able to um, plan and strategize because now we're no longer new at this. Uh, we have a little experience, and we can we we know what we can do to help keep our uh, students safe and healthy, to help keep our staff safe and healthy, but at the same time educate our students. Um, we know that um, some of our students just aren't getting it with the virtual. They're not. They're not getting it for whatever reason. They don't. They're not logging in. They don't have someone at home to monitor them and to help them log in. Um, they're not attending school. They're not getting it. Then we have a nice percentage. I would say that they're getting it, and and almost they prefer it because they're flourishing. Because if you get it, if you learn how to learn virtually, uh, there's no stopping you. There's no bell ringing says time's up you can you can do it all the time so uh i think to answer your question i, I think we're ready um um i know we are at the service learning district we're ready um we're planning we're strategizing um how to use our staff more effectively more efficiently um tracking students uh wellness checks when they come in um uh, expectations with the mask, uh, giving them uh, moments when they can take it off to breathe and then put it back on, um, how we play outside, uh, how we use the outside to our benefit. Um, so we've learned a lot on how to operate. And I don't like to call it the new norm. What it is, it's the temporary norm. It's temporary. This is not, not going to be here forever. Um, but we are learning how to constantly change and evolve. And, and so I was a football player, and when you saw a hole, you need to you need to take that gap. And, and that's what we're doing as educators. We are uh, it's making us look at the whole lay of the land. And once we get the ball, we need to know what where to cut, where to hold, where to, and when to go out of bounds, <laughs> so that you don't get destroyed. You know. So I mean, so we're. Um, I, I really believe that this this it has forced us to learn how to deal under these constraints. Mm. And I think in making those decisions, we have to consider those long term effects. You know, we're seeing students that you know, the lack of social skills. We're seeing students that we're a higher um, percentage of cases of um, child abuse and neglect and all of that because we have students that are staying at home. We have parents that are frustrated. Um, so we have to look at the long-term effects in this. Those kids don't have the same stamina because they were used to doing homework at home and not five days a week in a school building for six, seven hours. So those long-term effects have to, are, those things are going to affect us and even our community as we move forward as well. So I, I, I agree with Dr. Alexander here where um, we're not new at this anymore. We do have safeguards in place. Nothing is 100%, but we definitely know that it's time to get back to learning so that these children can get the the supports and the benefits that they need in order to succeed. Because, you know, when they go to high school, when they go to college, when they go this, this, 
this pandemic is going to have long-term lasting effect on them as well. So we, we have to get the ball moving in some way, shape, or form, you know, considering all that's involved. And as I stated earlier, um, being concerned about one's life now becomes even more important because we, if without life, we can't learn. Um, so uh, there's a term that you may hear even more often than SEL that stands for social emotional learning. And so we have to be more concerned about the mind of the child and how precious that that mind is and what's really ailing them, what's preventing them from growth and development um, and how we can make sure we nurture them accordingly. And every one of our students are different. None of them can be done the exact same way. Um, and I'm sure so, you all agree. Everything hasn't been bad. We have been able to force the uh, education community Come out of the textbooks, come out of the classroom, come out of this, this traditional learning. And they've been forced to use technology, forced to think outside of the box. So we also are looking at things that we're able to pull from this time frame and, you know, see how we can use it to our benefit moving forward. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Global advocate, Martin Luther King III. So I, I think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, uh, have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. 
an important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T-shirts, polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks. All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes. Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag. Get yours today and rep the show out loud. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's a thinking out loud radio show. We'll be right back. I totally agree with that. And, and I don't think that's just an education, but I think that's affected every industry and institution in this country. You know, uh, more people are working remotely now than ever, than they've ever, than ever have been. Employers are seeing the benefit of working from home as opposed to working inside buildings. And they, they seem to not been able they seem to have not been able to understand the benefits uh, when uh, until the pandemic uh, made those, those things absolutely necessary. And so, um, you know, one of the, the talking to your point, Kenya, one of the long-term, I think impacts of this pandemic is uh, a transition from, uh, you know, a lot of in-person gatherings to virtual uh, events. And, you know, it's affected us even in our personal lives as well. So everything that you guys are saying is, 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 is on point. And, and um, you know, I just believe that that was a question that some parents might might ask because, you know, the, the the Delta variant is something that is continuing to 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 cause concern, and I know in-person learning is the optimal learning format for for young people. Learning virtually is not something that you know every young person is is used to, and uh, but 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 offering that uh, that opportunity to to our youth, I think um, is is a, is a benefit. Uh, for our educational institutions in the long run. Anybody else want to chime in before we move on? And Mike, I just want to mention too, I know we're, we're putting a lot of pressure on the parents and we have put a lot of pressure on the parents. Mm-hmm. You called us heroes. I think many of our parents are heroes because again, they were forced to be in a situation where they didn't, they weren't not used to. They they had to help their child. Now, granted, I'm a parent. I, we help our kids with homework. We help them with assignments, but we weren't teaching them the assignments. So, right, you know, right. the parents have had to to step up and be a part of that. So, my hats go off to the parents as well because they were experiencing. Um, you know, things with their children. And I think they have a better appreciation for the school system and for the educators because they now see all that we do on a daily basis with their children. But there's definitely the appreciation now. 
I, I agree with that, and 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 I'm and and calling you all heroes. I wasn't definitely not attempted to slight the parents at all because I'm a parent myself and had to sit down with my my daughters and uh, and help them with uh, you know and son with their you know uh, virtual learning and and whatnot. So I truly understand uh, your point, but um, I just wanted to make sure that we highlight those educators and administrators who rolled up their sleeves and are doing this on uh, on the regular and um and and they they should you guys should be congratulated for the work you're doing and the work you continue to do uh, in educating our young people in the midst of this pandemic one of the things that I want to make sure we point out though and you know going into a second um You still there, Maurice? Kids back to school. Our parents are going back to work. Right. A lot of our parents um, were fortunate enough that when they shut it down the first time, they were able to be there with their children. Mm. My fear is that you're going to have less of that. So you will see more kids returning back to school because, once again, that time span between eight and three was giving that parent an opportunity to go earn a living. Then the time span between three and six, you know, gave them an opportunity to feel comfortable that their kids were safe and in a very safe environment, still learning or, and also, you know, doing something that entertained them until they could actually get to the, the, the child and take them home. Um, I'm quite sure everyone on this call would agree that we lost, um, I'm going to say, more than one or two steps in education when we were forced to go to this pandemic. Right. Um, but where where I change, you know, my, my tone at is when we start talking about the Delta variants and we start to speak on what it looks like for our children to be exposed you know, back out with other kids where they really don't know where their parents have been or if they've been, um, you know, um, if they've been in touch with someone that has it. So my emotion is, is somewhat mixed on this um, question, Mike, in regards, is it too soon? In many ways, I would have to say yes, because we have to pay attention to the numbers. But in many ways, I have to also say no, because our children need professional educators to be teaching them in regards to where their kids are going for next year and year after. Um, jokingly, we had a couple of parents call and say, hey, I'm working harder than the teacher. <laughs> you know, can you can you hire me and put me on the payroll? Mm. You know. And that's a very serious question because, you know, parents will get frustrated because, as, as Kenya was saying, you know, they were doing the work and they take a different appreciation for our, you know, teachers from this perspective. But they also were seeing the weaknesses that their children had upon them. So they would have to imagine, wow, if my child is struggling like this right now, and I'm trying to help him not struggle, what's happening when he's in school? 
Mm. And how do I give more support to those teachers? So I take my hat off to the parents, you know, um, but I think that our teachers and our administrators worked even harder last year and will work even harder this year because we have that extra um, um, concern of having the Delta variants, you know, and, and then what happens if a classroom truly, you know, you know, one or two kids in a classroom take um, uh, or get, you know, come down with COVID, what happens then? You, you, you know, for us, we always went with the precautionary of let's shut the school down and re-sanitize it. So there's another day that, you know, will probably be coming out where our kids are going to be at home, but where are the parents that are working, how they're going to be able to take off to stay home with their child. So it, it's, it's, it's going to be a heavy lift going forward. It's going to be a very heavy lift. I, uh, I completely agree, uh, with, uh, with you, uh, Maurice and, and what you, you know, what you laid out to be some of the challenges that, uh, that you guys are faced with as well as the parents as well. Uh, to those that are watching, our numbers are starting to increase. Those that are watching us live, this is the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show podcast, back to school virtual community forum that you are watching. I'm the host, Michael Nimmons, and I have a number of educators, administrators, and professionals that are a part of this discussion on this evening. And if you are enjoying the discussion and you like to hear more uh, discussions like this, you need to tune in to our weekly Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. That's right, guys. Uh, this is um, the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. New episodes air every Tuesday and we talk politics, religion, popular culture, race, and more with industry leaders, influencers, and creatives that share their stories with our listeners. You can download or subscribe to the podcast for free anywhere you listen to your podcast, including our personal ministry website, michaelnemons.com. And if you're watching us live, do us a favor, guys, and share this feed on your social media that way, more people can be a part of it and tune in. And if you have a question for the educators that are on uh, this discussion, this forum today, feel free to put it in the chat, and we will include that in the discussion that we plan to have. We're at the half. We're, we're just about done here. We're getting ready to go into round three of our slate of questions. And, again, I want to thank uh, the administrators and educators that we've put together from the Detroit metropolitan area. I think we have a good group of people here that have uh, been very helpful in informing, uh, informing uh, not just us, but parents and even those who have, uh, you know, a vested interest uh, in the, the schools here in the state of Michigan and around the Detroit metropolitan area uh, have been a benefit to all of them. And as we move into uh, our final round of questions, um, you know, we want to start here. Uh, you know, we talked about the CDC being, um, you know, very impactful in uh, determining the, and setting the guidelines for, uh, you know, what happens in uh, our schools. And recently the CDC just issued uh, new guidances for Michigan schools as students return to in-person learning. 
and some of them include getting getting the COVID-19 vaccine, if eligible, wearing masks properly, physical distance, three feet at best, washing your hands, covering uh, coughs and sneeze, uh, sneeze with elbows, uh, staying at home when you are sick, uh, test, quarantine and contact trace if you're exposed to the virus. Schedule routine immunizations and well-child visits. These are uh, some of the uh, requirements that the CDC or guidelines the CDC just recently put out regarding uh, the return to, for students to in-person learning. So I want to know from those that are on the panel, uh, what do you think of these guidelines? And is there anything that's not on this list that you're already doing as a school or institution to make sure your students are safe when they return to in-person learning? Um, we um, limit visitation. Uh, you know, we limit those that are capable of coming into the school. Um, we meet with parents um, outside um, or in the, in the vestibule and um, um by way of uh, Zoom or Google Meet. Um, so limiting that uh, and limiting those people that enter the building that don't need to be in the building. Um, uh, so you mentioned contract tracing, and, and, and uh, we, we, we perform that as well. But what goes along with that is the limit. You know, normally, you know, students are traveling in the hallways a lot. That's not going to be happening uh, unless it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last year, we um, we fed all students in the classrooms. This year, we're opening the cafeteria up. Um, but, of course, we won't be able to fit as many in there at a time. So we right. need more, more lunch sessions than before to uh, keep that at a minimum. Um, and part of the contract uh, contact tracing is um, when a student goes to the restroom, um, uh, they have, we have to know uh, what time they went, what time they returned. Um, so a lot of checks and balances, if, if that's appropriate, um, to, to fit this question takes place. Um, we have the wellness checks as uh, any and all um, into the building. Um, our students are checked um, if the weather permits as they get out of their car um, because if the temperature is not fitting, um, they have to get back in the car. Um, we have uh, wellness checks at the bus stops, and if a student's temperature is above a certain temperature, they're not allowed to get on the bus, and that's part of the contract that we have with the parent that they understand that the student has to be taken home uh, if their temperature is at a certain level. Um, so I think uh, those are some areas that I, I didn't necessarily hear, but they may fit under some of those categories that you mentioned. Okay, not a problem. Anybody else? We do the same thing. Um, we have a, an app that the parents use to take the t- child's temperature at home. So, yes, at the car, but we don't even want you to come to the building. Uh, 
if you mm-hmm. have symptoms or or a fever. So we definitely have those protocols in place as well. And for those that are unable to use the app, we do have the thermometers and and spare masks and hand sanitizer directly at the door as students enter as well. Um, we're also not doing mass exiting um, at dismissal time. So we have an app for that as well where the students, I mean, the parents are able to let us know once they're there so that we can send the students out individually instead of having that mass um, exit, you know, at the at the entrances and exits of the building and in the hallways. Like um, Dr. Alexander said, minimizing the contact in the building and crossing paths and, you know, going um, not no more than two people in the restroom areas at the same time. So we have all of these in place. The CDC has provided that guidance, the state of Michigan and Wayne County and all these entities. So we've been able to draw upon all of that and make um, a set of policies and, and structures in place that fit our school building. That's awesome. That is awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else want to share? Well, again, you know, the the CDC is laying down these uh, these requirements and and recommendations, I should say, uh, for uh, our schools. And I think it's very important that um, you know they they are in place. And I can I can hear uh, from um, many of your answers that you're trying to do. Uh, your due diligence to make sure that uh, our young people are returning to in-person learning in a safe environment. And uh, with that in mind, I want to know, um, are you are you offering a, a virtual learning option to parents that might be skeptical about bringing their children back to school to in-person learning? Uh, I, you know, I'm sure there are parents that might be uh, listening now or, listening to the podcast uh, that have concerns about bringing their children back. Again, we talked about the rise of this Delta variant and, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the COVID-19 cases, particularly in the state of Michigan, are rising and, and 26 deaths in three days. And so um, are you guys offering, uh, you know, hybrid learning or virtual learning uh, as an option to parents that might be a little bit hesitant about bringing their children back to in-person learning. Yes, we are offering it. Um, and uh, we're not taking that lightly because of um, we feel uh, very serious about providing the serve the proper services to all of our families. So um, if a parent was to re- does request that, we have a deeper con- discussion with them, um, and we also look at the past history of the students' um, attendance and academics uh, to make sure that they can withstand uh, a distance learning, so to say. Um, we're not encouraging it, um, but we are providing it um, because we want, again, we service our parents um, wholeheartedly, 360 degrees. Um, so, um, you know, that's the name of our school, Service Learning Academies, and we want to provide the proper service. So to answer your question, yes, we are, but we're not con- encouraging it. 
Don't, 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 don't touch that now. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Vision. Should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision. Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought provoking working experience. In need of a logo design for your business, then check out DM Designs. Need flyers, t-shirts, business cards, or a website for your business, then check out DM Designs. The people at DM Designs will get you right for your next business venture. They're professional and courteous and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at DM Designs. Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination to life. Touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You know, a real, uh, a real concern for parents that have, you know, are hesitant about bringing their children back to in-person learning because um, it's not not that they're. I don't believe they're confident that you, as educators and administrators, are doing what you believe is necessary for them to return to a safe in-person uh, learning environment, but I, but as a parent, I'm sure, you know, they're, they're, they're just, 
hesitant because they have their child hasn't been in school in person for over a year and in this in these buildings and you know you don't know what uh to expect when they return and and you you know the thing about this covid-19 virus is now you have to be you know you almost uh careful not careful but concerned about everybody not just yourself but your neighbor your your you know who who you're sitting next to who you're standing next to who you know whoever is in your space you have to be concerned about it. and as a parent that is definitely i'm sure a, a, a very high concern but uh i think parents should be very happy that uh there are schools that are offering um you know virtual learning uh for their students if there there's some hesitancy about returning to in person learning Yeah. A, lot right. of, a, a lot of a lot of what um what we what I've been stating um is in what we call our uh extended COVID-19 learning plan. That's mm-hmm. the plan I mentioned earlier that we are uh updating weekly uh based off of um what's happening with the numbers fluctuating up and down based off of the success of our students based off of the needs of our 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 staff th- that uh covid ex- extended covid-19 learning plan is updated weekly and it is approved by our board monthly and you can attest to that for us as well. Aaron and Mike. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. It's, uh, it's been, it's been interesting seeing it evolve over, uh, this pandemic. Uh, and, you know, we've seen various different iterations of it, right? And the instructions were, all right, we're going to, we're going to approach it this way at the, at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, I think we got really comfortable with the virtual environment this past year. Um, and then, you know, uh, at our last board meeting, uh, we submitted a plan that flipped it 180 degrees and now we're, we're back to in person and, and virtual is the, is the, uh, the exception. So yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been interesting to, to my brother's point. You know, we do have to review that plan, work with the administration on that plan every month and adopt, uh, you know, any modifications or amendments to that plan that come. Uh, but it's been, it's been a fascinating thing to see. I can only give again, you know, all the credos possible to our administration for, for just you know working tirelessly to adapt to all of these moving parts constantly. But they've been doing a great job. We've had to be fluid with it. We right. we've had to be flexible and fluid throughout the the reason why we have to make those adjustments on a weekly basis and monthly basis is because the information is constantly changing and. You know, we'll make a plan and say, okay, we're going hybrid. And no, look at these numbers. We're not doing that. Or we're, we're going face to face. No, we got to backtrack. So <laughs> we've had to be flexible with it throughout this whole pandemic. Yeah. And I wanted to, I, I made that statement, uh, really, um, for our listeners and, and primarily our parents, because I want our parents to know that, um, there's not a day not even a weekend that we're not focused on trying to create the best atmosphere for our students. Um, there's not a day since this started. This has been our constant. And like you said, we have to be fluid. We have to be flexible and we have to be able to pivot on a dime right. and make, make the appropriate change for the lives of, that we serve every day. 
and that is and that's another reason why our hats are tipped to uh, the educators and administrators, not just on this call, but to those who might be listening, those that might that that are uh, you know might be beyond our reach right now at this point, uh, because you know you had to be fluid, you had to be able to pivot, you had to be able to adapt and be flexible. Uh, to to the changes that were coming down, and so that's why you are our heroes, and and our hats are tipped to you, and hats are off to you uh, as you continue doing the work of educating our youth in the midst of this pandemic. As we get ready to wrap this particular forum on today, again, I want to thank all of our panelists uh, that have been with us throughout uh, this particular. Um, forum today. Uh, I don't see Dame, uh, uh, Damien, Damien Perry uh, with us, but before I um, conclude this particular forum, I wanted to uh, make you all aware of something that he is doing at Martin Luther King High School on Saturday, September 4th. I'm on his Facebook page now, uh, calling all crusaders to participate in what I believe to be the most important act of love that you could ever do for MLK, Martin Luther King uh, High School, and that is prayer. Um, he is having a, a annual prayer event this coming Saturday, September 4th uh, at 10 a.m., calling all Eastern MLK King Crusaders alumni group, friends of Eastern MLK, teachers, administrators, support staff of DPS, CD, and charter alike, preachers, evangelists, church mothers, deacons, and all concerned, MLK on Saturday, September 4th at 10 a.m. for one hour of prayer. And I mention that because, you know, as we prepare for our students to return in person, and I'm sure all of uh, all of you have been working feverishly and tirelessly to make sure that those um, uh, that those students return to a safe environment. Um, we all know that, uh, you know, prayer it's got to be at the top of all of our lists when they return to in-person learning. I'm sure all of you on the call would agree with that. And the Bible talks about, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 you know, it, the Bible talks about the importance of prayer, that men ought to always pray and not to faint. And so this is definitely something I'm sure if he was still on the call would mention uh, to us and to those that are listening, and uh, I'm not sure if there are any, any special events you all have coming up you might want to share uh, with our parents, but this was definitely one that I want to make sure that I shared with you, uh, you know, those that are on the call, those that are listening to the podcast, and those that might be watching live or watching on YouTube. So uh, just want to throw it back to the group again to find out if there's any final remarks or special events you might want to share with our group before we conclude this particular forum on this evening. Well, um, we just had a, a special event. I wish this was last week. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, la last week we had a, a big event for our fathers celebrating our dads. Uh, it was Dad's Day. Um, wow. We also That's had awesome. a... Um, uh, and a lot of fathers came up to the event with their children and, and participated. And it was wonderful to see the fathers um, 
riding ponies with their children, uh, bouncing in the house, bounce house, uh, uh, basketball tournaments, uh, with their students and so much more. Uh, we had a, a, a real man cook where they were outside grilling and comparing and, and testing different uh, samples of their barbecue. Wow. Uh, great, great event, uh, for, for our community and our students, um, primarily, but, but it was open to the community and a lot of people came and, and it was supported strongly with, by our uh, local police officers. So, we want to make sure we shout out to them and thank them for their service. Um, the big thing is that first day of school is coming up. That's the big event that's coming up September the 7th, this coming Tuesday, day after Labor Day is the big day. Um, if you haven't enrolled your child yet, we have three locations. We always like to say we have a door open for your child at one of our locations. The D of that door is uh, Detroit Service Learning Academy. The O is Oak Park Service Learning Academy. And the R is Rep for Service Learning Academy. Serving kids from preschool to eighth grade. And uh, we, we have plans to open up our ninth, ninth grade academy next year. So um, the big day to celebrate with the Service Learning District is the first day of school. Come on in and enroll your child right here, and uh, we'll take care of them, we'll love them, and we'll surround them with 360-degree services right here in the Service Learning District. Mr. Alexander. Yes, sir. Could you please give the, the phone number and address, uh, Michael, if you don't mind? Just oh, so absolutely. Go right ahead. Go yeah. right ahead. Sure. Our address is 21605 West Seven Mile Road. That's 21... I speak fast sometimes. 216... 216- Zero five West Seven Mile Road. Phone number is three one three five four one seven six one nine. That's three one three five four one seventy six nineteen. Call that number, and you're sure to get serviced for our service learning district. Thank you, sir. Yes. All right. No problem. What about uh, Kenya? would you, do you have any final remarks for us before we uh, get off the call? Rob, um, just appreciate being a part of the dialogue. Um, and I wish you guys and, and pray that all of our staff and students and everyone is safe this entire school year. Um, just honored to be here. And we are, I am a part of David Ellis Academy Detroit on Seven Mile and Schaefer and also David Ellis Academy West in Redford. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Aaron? Uh, nothing much for me. I, I just, again, very, very honored to be here, uh, Mike, uh, with this very illustrious panel of professionals. Uh, and the work that they're doing is incredible at this point. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, you have, you have unprecedented circumstances right now, right? right? And every single day these folks show up and they lay it all on the line for these kids. So, look, I, uh, I'm honored to serve with the president of David Ellis Academy West, but I know for a fact, you know, those folks on in the front lines, on the trenches, put in the hard work, and the parents and everyone involved are making sure that our kids get a bright future. Um, and I always say at the end of the day, I don't know if I can do it. I practice law. It seems like it might be easier <laughs> than what many of them do. Uh, so I just, again, tip my hat to them. Appreciate being here. And uh, always happy to be on your show, Mike. Thanks. All right, and now uh, to uh, to Maurice Evans, the 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 CEO. 
of elite school uh, management and founding member of the Choice Service Learning Academy. Uh, you have any final remarks for us? You know, yes, I do. And and first, let me, you know, I don't want to go without paying homage to um, Teresa Ellis over at David Ellis Academy. Oh, absolutely. Teresa is, um, she's my mentor. Um, we have always worked together <clears throat> along with Ms. Kendra um, in regards to how we serve our community because we are definitely within miles of each other, right across the street from each other in, 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 in Redford. And and I, I truly appreciate, you know, the support that, that she's been able to give, you know, to the things that we do over at Detroit Service Learning Academy. So, but all I would like to say, Mike, first and foremost, thank you for having a, a panel of this magnitude and bringing on educators and professionals that have a love for the for our kids okay right. our kids are so important to the success of our future okay we have to recognize from a um from from a higher perspective that unless we give them an opportunity to succeed they won't, you know, right. I think there's a scripture in the Bible to say, um, where, where, where they talk about, um, you know, because of the lack of knowledge, our people will perish. Exactly. And the people that are, are a part of this call, um, is, you know, are, are great, you know, individuals and in taking time out to be a part of a, um, a, a panel that truly gives us a chance to express who we are <clears throat> and, you know, what, what, what we love. Um, I, you know, I, I feel very blessed to have someone like my superintendent, um, D'Angelo Alexander, um, that was just recently promoted to that position, a part of our team. And we're looking, you know, forward to continuously be a part of things of this magnitude. So at any time that you, or your audience feel that they want to need, they would like to know more. Um, please, please, please allow us to be a part. Okay. And let us be a part from many different ways. You know, let us be a part from just, um, you know, providing different knowledge, uh, in regards to education and also, uh, the safety of the kids of our community. Our community will only suffer if we don't continue to have, you know, quorums like this in order to be effective. You know, our people need to know that we care. And, you know, I'm quite sure between Aaron and Kendra and, and D'Angelo and myself, there's other things that we could have, you know, probably been involved in, you know, as far as a career. But God chose us to be the ones to step forward, you know, along with yourself, um, Mike, to be a not only just a sounding bo- a sounding board, but the voice of the growth and direction that we need to go in. So once again, thank you. I hope I, I really pray and hope that you have another panel, um, you know, sometime in October or November. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we Absolutely. would love to be able to have you know more dialogue because with the dialogue, our our, our parents are learning. You know, they don't, they don't always have the, all the right answers, you know, but if we're able to give them an opportunity to understand, you know, the importance of 
the job that we have chosen to do, but also to understand where the, the, the holes are, where they can, you know, honestly be, um, be more effective in helping their children be more educated. We're willing to You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the Black community needs both. I think that King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is is a much more um, brilliant and and, and, um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy than people give him credit for. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So. I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Who told you? that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you Who Told You That You Were Naked is a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95, or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. What's cracking planet Earth? It's your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it 
In December of 1998, I had the esteemed privilege of speaking at my own college graduation from Michigan State University. And believe me, it was an opportunity that I will never forget. And on today, as millions of young people return to in-person learning across the country, I wanted to share this powerful message to each and every one of them to let them know that nothing is impossible and that they can absolutely do anything they set their mind to. Take a listen. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, good morning to everyone. It is truly an honor and a privilege to be here to the President, to the Board of Trustees, distinguished faculty and staff, and to the college, the graduating class of 1998. Again, it is truly an honor and a privilege to be your commencement speaker. I've been chosen to speak to you today and I'm speaking to you today from the topic, write the vision and make it plain. We stand here on this 12th day of December, 1998, adding yet another chapter to our own history books. Each of us has a separate book of which we continue adding pages on an almost regular basis. Our first words, our first steps, our proms and high school graduations, and now yet another chapter is being added to the book that we have written. Every day we're offering a chapter in a book that will one day be read by the whole world. Our story has its share of successes and failures. We are authoring this book every day and we are the editors-in-chiefs, the biographers, the publishers and distributors of its contents. We will determine what is printed what will make the front page based upon the way we live our lives? Our story is a unique one. We are unique in offering it. For no one story bears the same likeness or has within it identical content. For our story tells of an individual who is unique in character, cannot be replicated or duplicated, distinct for this period, and appointed times such as this for a specific purpose of which future chapters will one day unfold. There lies in each of us the potential for greatness, something in us that cannot be pinpointed or bottled up in a jar and sold, cannot be manufactured or mass-produced for profit, but it is an intangible presence that everyone recognizes but cannot articulate. We cannot manufacture greatness, but yet there have been and still are so many that are and have yet to achieve greatness. So we determine what level of greatness we will achieve based upon our vision and our determination and preparation which will ultimately determine what the final chapters of our life will read. Every great man who's ever become great first became great because of vision. The first Model T was envisioned inside the head of a dreamer. A simple idea involving four wheels and the engine has now become one of man's primary means of transportation. Our nation, which was founded on the principles of liberty and justice, principles that were first espoused in our nation's most treasured transcript of independence, 
Here Thomas Jefferson openly declared that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This was viewed as a necessary step for escaping the control of the British Empire. The first moonwalk began first with the simple question of, I wonder what's up there beyond the stars. And so we see that every great thing that was ever accomplished began first with the vision. And so today, as we matriculate from this place to our appointed destinations, this is not a fairy tale of sorts. We have an envisionist day in our minds only to occupy time and other people's money. But this is an investment into a future that is sure to bring prosperous dividends, a return in character, spiritual, natural growth, all of which had to have been birthed by a vision. A vision that isn't satisfied until it's run its entire course. A vision that isn't effective until it's accomplished everything that it has set out to do. Vision becomes the motivational tool that builds the bridges to your tomorrows. It wakes you up in the middle of the night when thoughts of giving up invented your mind. It keeps you company when loneliness begins to diminish your will to continue. It inspires you when encouragement has seemed to have disappeared. William Shakespeare in his famous, in his famous play Hamlet, in the scene where Hamlet is contemplating his own suicide, here he grapples with life's most important question. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether it is noble in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against the sea of trouble, and by opposing in them to die, to sleep no more, and and by and by sleep to say we end the heartaches and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Tis a consummation devoutly to be wished. It is a simple but yet profound statement. To be or not to be. That is the question we all have to grapple with. But now that we have the vision, what shall we do with it? At a time of much confusion, at a time of much needed direction, the prophet of Becca received instruction from God, write the vision, make it plain that he may run that readeth it. Though the vision is for an appointed time, it will speak and will not lie. Though the vision tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Let us run with the vision. The greatest song has yet to be sung. Who will sing it? The greatest message has yet to be delivered. Who will deliver it? The greatest book has yet to be written. Who will write it? The greatest portrait has yet to be painted. Who will paint it? The greatest feat has yet to be accomplished. Who will achieve it? We will be doing a disservice to mankind if we never allow our vision to be made manifest in our lives. If the greatest song is never sung, if the greatest book is never written, if the greatest portrait is never painted, if the greatest melody is never played, we would have forever destined mankind to mediocrity and our story would be left incomplete, a piece omitted, a chapter left unwritten untold and left amongst the what ifs of our human history. But let us embrace our one moment in time and use this time as it was intended. The vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by, this you will become.
hope you enjoyed that powerful, powerful message entitled, Write the Vision and Make it Plain. And young people across the country on today, I hope that you are inspired and empowered to do the same. Again, we want to give special shouts out to the entire panel from the Back to School Virtual Community Forum. You know who you are. Thank you so, so very much for being a part of this uh, very worthwhile and meaningful event that we had uh, convened live on our Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show Facebook fan page on August the 30th from 7 to 9 p.m. Thank you guys so very much for being a part of of it. Uh, the, the, the information that you shared and disseminated was very helpful and useful to those that were on live and even to those who were listening to the podcast on last week and even on this week. We're so very happy and honored to have the opportunity to share uh, this platform with all of you. Thank you so very much. And again, thank you to all of you who uh, are listening on on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We appreciate each and every one of you, not just for today, but all throughout the four years that we have been bringing to you this powerful podcast we call the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Uh, We're again very excited to to have had this opportunity and we're going to continue doing it for as long as God would have us to do so. Thank you so so very much for your support of us but remember to rate review and subscribe to the thinking out loud radio show your support helps us to increase our exposure across the world wide web Also, remember, we're going to be going live from our Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show Facebook fan page today at 8.30. Today at 8.30, we're going to be on live talking about the podcast, talking about a few other uh, uh, things that are happening right now we want you to be aware of and just getting your thoughts and feedback about us as well. So. I look forward to chopping it up with each and every one of you at 8.30 on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. Our Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show Facebook fan page. Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. Go there now and like our fan page so that way you can be a part of all the fun. Next week, guys, somebody say next week, next week. Next week's show is going to be off the chain. Uh, We got uh, young, oh man, young, amazing uh, uh, gospel hip-hop artist. Her name is Lexi Divine. I'm telling you guys, she is fire. She's got bars. And um, she's going to be on with us, sharing with us two songs, uh, two two of her uh, latest songs and uh, her testimony as well. She's got a powerful one I can't wait to share with you. Lexi Divine is going to be on with us. Uh, she has done some amazing things that I can't wait to share. You don't want to miss next week's episode of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show featuring Christian hip hop artist Lexi Divine.
Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We truly appreciate it. And until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.